Welcome back to the Big Life Podcast. This is the place where you get a little more happiness in your life every episode. Today we're talking about hurting to heal. You don't have to hurt to heal. And I'm going to prove it to you in this episode. Welcome back to the Big Life. All right, we're going to jump right into it. I think there's a big misconception in the world that you have to be in some sort of uh, pain to be inspirational. You have to have had pain to be inspirational or motivational um, to be your best self. There have to you have to climb out of some place of uh, struggle. And, and for the most part, I think we're all in a place of struggle on some level. So this idea that you know you haven't been through anything, so how could you possibly know? I, I just don't buy it. I don't believe that we have to hurt to heal. Um, I think that that's what we do most often. So that's what's more socially acceptable when we say, oh, they got better. Um, we don't take someone who's relatively good, who we generally like and say, oh, they're becoming even more likable. We don't generally do that. But when you look at what's possible, we all we all have the room to, to improve. We all have the room to grow. So we have to look at, are we waiting to get to a point of so much pain that we have to do something, or are we being self-aware and are we growing through even the good times? And I think that self-awareness is probably the key. You know, when you notice yourself going downhill, down a, a downward spiral or into a, a bad situation or a bad, bad place, or maybe a financial loss or poor business choices, when we notice ourselves going in that direction, at what point do you hit the brakes and turn the ship around? Or do you keep going till it just gets so bad you have no other choice except to fire the person, break the business partnership, uh, end the marriage, or or leave the situation? Do you wait till it gets so bad that the pain forces action, and that ruins relationships, that ruins uh, respect, that ruins uh, a lot of things? So we have to really understand that we don't have to hurt to heal. We can stop the ship at any moment and say. This isn't. This doesn't feel right. This isn't going the way I thought. This isn't going the way that um, we thought it would go. And is there anything we can do to correct, or do we do we need to bail? Do we need to to jump ship? And for me, it really comes down to you know when my son was diagnosed with cancer, it um it really stopped everything in business, and I really I got a really quick understanding of what was important and 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 what I could affect and what I could control. And when you look at that, you go, okay, well, so all this other stuff that I was worried about really was only creating struggle. It was only creating, um, not necessarily pain, but it was creating uh, worry. It was creating stress. And it wasn't really moving the needle. And so it, we often have those times of, where we manufacture pain thinking that we're going to heal from it or, or move, transcend it somehow. And then we never do because it's manufactured. It's not needed. It's not serving a purpose. So instead of moving away from it and letting it go, we stay in it because we believe that one day that pain will serve us in some way. Uh, and it might, and it might not. So you really have to be careful of that. Are you manufacturing the pain? The idea that we we don't need to hurt to heal. We can be just fine. I'm relatively fine today. Uh, we had we had a really good day in my family. and But I'm also, I understand that I, there are areas in my life where I can improve. So I don't need to be in pain for me to recognize I can get better. And I don't need to be in pain for me to take action on those things. So I think that's something that we have to understand. And the, the three things it really comes down to, it comes down to one, self-awareness. How aware of self are you? Are you aware of your emotions? Are you aware of uh, your actions? Are you aware of 
your triggers? Are you aware of your tendencies? Because we all have these tendencies. We have these cycles that we go through. A few years ago, actually more than a few years ago, I noticed that I hit the reset button every two years. Uh, two to three years was my reset time, meaning if I was in a good job and, and escalating and doing things, I would become frustrated and quit or move or do something drastic in my life that would reset every two years. So I would create this level of start over. And then I would create, on top of that, I would create frustration of I'm not getting anywhere. And it's no wonder I'm not getting anywhere because uh, I was starting over every two or three years. But when I had the self-awareness of that was the pattern, then I could change it. And so I could say, okay, no more getting antsy at two to three years, no more changing. So the self-awareness solved it and it, it allowed me to avoid the pain, but still get better. So now I'm in, in my, I own my own business. Uh, it's thriving. Uh, I, I've got some things going on in business that I really love. And so, but I'm not hitting reset every two years. That's why that's showing up. And it's, it's new to me and it's great. I love it. So look at those patterns that you go through. Are you triggering? Are you self-aware when you're going down that pattern and you're able to correct it? The next thing is that we believe is we believe we have to have this magnificent, great story of struggle, story of I've been to rock bottom and I've climbed out of it and now I'm at the top of the mountain. We have to have that story in order to inspire people or do well in life or do well in business or to write the book or whatever it is. And, and I don't believe that to be true. I think there's a lot of people out there who go through some really heavy things who really then can articulate that and inspire people. I think that's true. But I also think there's a lot of people out there who um, have been through their own version of that and have uh, created messages and, and programs and courses and uh, books and everything under the sun. They've created that to help people who maybe come through an, a quote-unquote easier path. And when I say easier, we all have things inside of us that we're wrestling with. So the most extreme situation you can think of doesn't have to happen to everybody for you to be a motivational speaker or an inspiration or to help somebody. You know, you can take your life experience and your own personal struggles and the, your own growth patterns, your own growth process, and find people who can resonate with that. So you don't have to have this big cinematic movie theater kind of blockbuster hit kind of story to really help the, help the world and help uh, cure things in this world that are causing pain. You know, you can simply be a good person who's motivated in helping people and that be enough. It doesn't have to be this, oh, I did this and I went down here and I almost died and almost did this and then I fought out of it and now I'm here and here I am sharing you my story. Like it doesn't have to be that story arc. It can simply be the, I always knew I was going to help people and here I am. What can I help you with? Like that can be inspirational and motivational to a lot of people because we find that most of us don't have that huge story where we went through some really heavy things or some really uh, unique things. Uh, most of us are going through common things, common struggles. We, we work on our marriage. We work on being a parent. We work on our business. We work on getting time on the weekends. We work on the chores. Um, we work on our parents aging and taking care of them. We work on securing our future and the finances and balancing the checkbook, all the normal things. There's a lot of lessons in that if you do it well. There's a lot of lessons in that. You know, it doesn't have to be this, this big story. So as you think about who am I to say this or who am I to impact this or to inspire these people, it really comes down to not buying into the idea that you have to have this big story, uh, this big um, tragic uh, story arc that now you're, you were losing and now you're winning kind of thing. You don't have to have that in order to really help people and inspire people. All you have to do is look at the things you've struggled with that you've overcome, big or small, and ask yourself, what did I learn from that? 
what was the value in that? What do I still have with me that I still use that I don't even realize I use anymore? It's become so much of a habit and so much of, of just something I do that I don't even I don't even consciously recognize it. Find those things because that's where your power really lies. And lastly, probably the most obvious example that we have that uh, we believe that you have to hurt to heal uh, happens in business, and it has to do with hustle and grind. And uh, I don't like those words at all because to me, and from what I see in the world, it often means sacrifice your life for the career, sacrifice your relationships for the money. Um, and I think people do that a lot. They believe that you, if you spend a few years going all in, hustling and grinding, if you spend a few years doing that, the rest of your life will be exactly what you want. Well, I'm not willing to trade a few years because I know I'll get it anyway. So I don't feel the need to hustle and grind years away so that I can get money and have the life I want. I want the life I want now. The life I want has nothing to do with money. So that therein lies the challenge. The hustle and grind mentality came out of this idea that success is universal. Everyone's version of success is the same. That's why hustle and grind gets listened to. That's why people go, yes, I should work six, 70 hours a week right now because I'm young and I, I just should. And my response to that is, you shouldn't because you'll regret it. You know, one of the things I'm most proud of is I did not neglect the uh, being a 25-year-old or being a 30-year-old. I didn't neglect that. I allowed me to go explore and to move across country and to take new jobs and to try new things and to meet new people. I allowed that. And at the time, I was just living. It was just my life. Looking back now at 46, looking back at my 30 years, you know, I'm really proud that I got to do that because now it makes me a better dad, a better husband, a better businessman, um, because I did that. You know, um, there sure there are things I would change, there are things that I don't necessarily regret, but things that I would probably do differently if I had to go back, knowing what I know now. But I don't look back at that time and say I should have done it all completely differently. You know, so I think we have to look back and say um, that we don't need to hustle, we don't need to grind to get what we want in business. All we need is to be patient. People who hustle and grind are impatient. They want it now. And if you've ever built a million-dollar business, it doesn't happen now, right? If you ever built a six-figure business, it doesn't happen now. You have to be patient because you don't know what you don't know, and you're never going to develop the skills you need unless you go through the stuff you need to go through. So if you try to hack your way out of that or tip your way out of that or shortcut your way out of that, you're never going to develop into the entrepreneur, the businessman, the husband, the father, whatever it is you're trying to be, uh, the wife, the partner. You're never going to develop into your version of that role. So being patient serves you much better than the hustle and grind. And that falls right into the hustle and grind is an element of pain. It's an element of hurt. Nobody wants to work 80 hours a week, 70 hours a week, or even 60 hours a week. Nobody wants to do that. We, we do that and we say we justify that by saying, if I do this, then I'll get that eventually. And the truth of the matter is, you probably won't because you're not being productive. You're just being busy. And so all you're going to do is burn out and quit. And that's proven time and time again. Look at the failure rate of entrepreneurs. It's in the 80s or 90s. You know, I, I know, in, especially in restaurants, 90%, 95% of restaurants fail. You know, it has nothing to do with the food's not good. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with wanting it quick. We open up, we need to make money now. We go all in debt. We don't have any reserves. We need to make money now. We don't look at the location. We don't collect the demographics. We don't collect foot traffic data. We don't do any of that. We just open up, say, all right, everybody come eat my tacos, right? And we expect people just to show up. And when they don't, we're bummed out. So 
have patience over hustle and grind. Patience doing the right thing, being productive, not being busy. I think that's the valuable lesson that proves that you don't have to hurt to heal. There you have it. That's the Big Life Podcast for this week. You don't have to hurt to heal. That's the bottom line. A lot of times we think we do. I uh, just explain why we don't. You know, Even if we have pain in our lives, it doesn't mean we have to have pain so that we heal. I want you to really take a minute, get into gratitude after you listen to this podcast. Be thankful for the things you do have in your life. Be aware of the things you're striving for. Be, set your goals. Understand your goals need strategy and tactics and skills behind them if you're going to get them. This is all about living a bigger life and bigger means happier, more peaceful, more joyous, and more loving. That's what it means. My name is Kevin Hoover. Thank you for joining me. This is the Big Life Podcast.